Good afternoon, listeners. This is Dr. J again with another episode of Real Women in Conversation. I'm very pleased today to have as my guest a former colleague, Mrs. Sophia Johnson, to discuss the issue of work-life balance. Mrs. Johnson agreed to come because she knows the, some of the issues involved with this. She's a married mother of two rambunctious boys that I call my grandsons. And uh, I'll let her tell you about some of the challenges that she has found in this lifestyle and what she does to mitigate the problems. Mrs. Johnson, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Dr. Cowan. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I think I've known Dr. Stewart now over 10 years, yes. I think, or something like that. And so she's seen me, I guess, grow from being single and working, owning a home, and um, traveling and enjoying life to meeting my significant other and then having the family and still having to balance work and family life. Um, I laugh today because I remember before I was a mother, I'd be like to other mothers, just get a babysitter. We can always go out. We can always go out. And now <laughs> I can't tell you unless I line danced <laughs> because you have to make, and it, when people say sacrifice, I think it makes it sound like it's bad, but I don't think it's a sacrifice. I think you just have to make changes in your life to balance whatever you're doing. So. Now my life is um, more centered around my children and my husband. Um, you know, my husband, he's a truck driver, so he's not home during the week. So during the work week, I have to balance um, getting up, getting myself ready, then getting the boys ready, taking them to daycare, then going into work. So with that, I think one of the things that helps me is making sure I have um, it on a structure and on... Um, a schedule so I know what time I need to get up what time I need to get things done so that I'm able to get out of the house get them to school and get myself to work as well but um, I think hanging around a lot of married couples before I had my own relationship and children I think helped me see that you don't have to be perfect or there is no perfect equation to having a family and what a mother should be. So um, that was, I think, the Lord kind of showing me how you can balance work and motherhood and, and having a husband, having those people as friends, like two or three years before I met mine, helped me see like, oh, it's not perfect. <laughs> so yeah. that was definitely helpful. But Mrs. Johnson, you bring up a very interesting point, though your marriage is different from the, uh, the marriage of, uh, say, your friend Natalie, who has a husband who comes home every night mm -hmm. to assist with those chores, but yours uh, is on the road, uh, earning money to provide for the family. So how do you handle that, being a kind of a single mother during the week? Well, um, I think one of the things that helped me was that we dated that way. So dating that way prepared me to be like, um, I know I'm not gonna have a home during the week, so I was like, okay, so how am I going to handle this? And I think the Lord gives you what you can handle. So the kids that I have, they might seem as rambunctious as they can be, but I will have to say it's very easy and we have a flow when we get home. Because I know as soon as I get home, it's we, they can play a little bit while I get dinner ready. And most of the times 
when my husband is home on the weekend, I prepare dinner for the week for them. I make dinner for my husband, freeze his stuff, and then I have food for the boys. And then it makes it easier too, because my kids like cereal. So, so <laughs> sometimes we have cereal for dinner and I'm just not one of those moms that have to have a certain this, that, and the other. But um, they're very easy kids that as soon as I come in home, I know I have only a certain window to get certain things done so that I can bathe them, put one to bed, the youngest one, he's 20 months now. So I get him ready, they bathe together, take him out while the other one plays, read, do whatever I need to do, put him to bed by 7.30, 8 o'clock now, and then I have time with my older one. So that gives them their individual time because they're very selfish boys that when one's on me, the other one wants to come too. So I think that helps where bath time turns into, I get like at least 10 minutes each with each one by themselves. And then put them to bed by nine o'clock. It's just me and Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard at least two uh, good tips that you talked about. One is that you've established a routine. Yes. So you and the boys have a routine of activities before uh, you go out for the day and then after you guys come home from the day. And you are very efficient in the kitchen by cooking multiple meals at a time or cooking enough to serve for multiple meals. So that's a time-saving device yes. that you use. That's excellent. And I was going to ask you about me time, and you had started to address it with the time after you put the boys to bed. Tell me, how, how have you carved out this me time, and how, what effect has it had on your life? So I used to do a lot of line dancing when it was single. I used to call myself Single Sophia. That was my title. So <laughs> I used to have it where from Monday through Friday, from I left the house, I would not be back till like midnight because mm -hmm. I was out line dancing, Chicago, whatever. That's how it was. And then when I got married and realized I couldn't do all those stuff, but I doesn't mean I don't have a life still. I knew, okay, I had to balance my time to say I need to be in by a certain time so that I can have them in bed by a certain time because these kids, if they don't have enough sleep, they're cranky in the morning. So I make sure that I have everything on schedule to that the latest I can get home is 7, 7.30. But if that's the case, that means I fed them before I got home. Mm -hmm. Because when I get home at 7.30 or whatever, then that means it's time for bath and then get one ready. And then the, the oldest one, he's turning five. We do homework. If we don't have homework, we read. I let him play. We interact with each other. And then we brush teeth, prayer, and put him to bed. And then my husband will call. And nine times out of 10, usually around nine o'clock, he's going to sleep. So, <laughs> so it's me putting him to bed afterwards. <laughs> So we talk and then once he's gone, then, and that's where it's like only when he comes home on the weekend do mm -hmm. I actually go to bed early. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's me just getting caught up on my soaps, relaxing, and that's mm -hmm. me time there. Sometimes I might even take a bath and just chill. But that's critical mm -hmm. to, to have carved out that me time. But I don't want you to skip over something else that you said that I think is really critical for the audience to hear. And that is your priorities changed. Mm -hmm. You realize that going from a, a single line-stepping woman <laughs> yes. to being a, a mother and wife required you to look at your life, reassess what you were doing with your time, mm -hmm. and reprioritize the way you used your time for the benefit of yourself and your family. And you will lose friends along the way. Oh, okay. Because I know um, I've had, obviously, my 
motherhood and wifehood started later in life. I was 35 when I met my husband, 36 when I had my first child. So before that time frame, I've been single for so long. I might have dated, but nothing serious. So I was always available to everybody. When anything was happening, I was there. If they wanted Sophia, I was there. So I was that person that was always there. So then when my time became changed to now where I have to give my time to my children and my husband because my husband's not home like regular husbands. Mm -hmm. So usually on the weekend, it's his time because that's mm -hmm. the only time I see him. I notice a lot of friends more so saying, oh, you don't have time for us. I don't hear from mm -hmm. you. And I was like, well, I'm a mom now. And they would throw back in my face, well, I'm a mom too. And I've been married. And I was like, well, you guys had different marriages and different types of motherhood mm -hmm. because I have it differently where my husband comes home on the weekend. So I'm going to give him my time mm -hmm. kind of stuff unless, you know, we discuss in advance that I have something to do. So I said, I can't just come out. It's not that I can't come hang with you guys, mm -hmm. but you guys have to let me know way in advance so I can make arrangements with my husband now. Mm -hmm. So my priorities change, but that doesn't mean I didn't dump my friends, but I had to let them know that it's not about me anymore. I have to make sure my home's good because mm -hmm. I ain't going to mess up my home for them because... <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to help you pay the bills. Nope. <laughs> I understand, but I see that you guys do have very uh, very good friendships. I particularly like the fact that you have formed this small group of married couples oh, with children, yes. mm -hmm. and you have workshops and you go off on trips together, etc. Tell us how that has helped you with your work-life balance. I think also um, when you have a good support system. So I told people I'm I'm very international. Obviously, I'm Canadian. Moved here, came to um, undergrad in Oakwood, and then came back and did my master's at A&M. So I never really had family here, but I had a community to help out. But um, one of the biggest blessings was my mom moving here. Mm. So when my mom moved here, you know, you say to everybody, yeah, you can watch my kid, but you don't really mean everybody can watch your kid. Mm -hmm. And so since she's moved here, it's allowed our marriage to actually... Um, it kind of shifted to where now we have more us time because now we know, oh, we can just drop it to my mom. Not to say we just dump them on my mom, mm -hmm. but we dropped them to my mom. My mom will watch them. Um, and then we met this couple. We knew one of them that did the decorations and helped plan my wedding. And she got married, I think it's now going on three years ago. And at that wedding, we met another couple. And it was actually by accident I was talking to the wife about something and then I found out she had a husband there. So I said, listen, I'm trying to find friends for my husband. Let him go talk to him. <laughs> and we ended up sitting at the same table at the wedding and we just formed a friendship from there that my husband feels comfortable with their husbands because he moved to Huntsville to be with me from where he's from in Montgomery. So him moving here, it was like he never really had friends and I was always trying to find him friends because I think men need an outlet too like we mm -hmm. have it so we all formed a, a, a good bond and we were we hung out together and then it was like we just said hey let's do a couple show I was like you guys I've always wanted to do one mm -hmm. and we did one last year to Tennessee and that worked out and we said do you guys want to make it an annual and I'm the cheap one and I was like why don't we do buy <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, no, we need to do annual. Mm -hmm. And then we now are going actually on our second one to Jamaica in June. Mm -hmm. But I think that has helped us because in that, and I, I stress, I think 
I see why they say, I don't think single people can be married people's friends. I do think they can because they can learn from them. But I do believe that married people need to make sure that they have married friends as well mm -hmm. that they can learn from. In our group, we have a couple that's been married, I say about a hundred years because they've been dating from they were in high school. And I think they're going on 23 or 24 years of marriage. We have us that's now going on five years, another couple that's three years, and one that's one year or two years. So we're all at different stages, but we all have the same type of issues, just different things. But even seeing a couple that's been married for so long have their stuff, I was like, that is so reassuring to me to say, oh, you know, it's normal for us to have a disagreement and all this type of mm -hmm. stuff, and I'm not going to like everything he does and vice versa. But to see that and then have counseling from each other on how to handle certain things, I think that's um, very, very, I would recommend people having strong um, friendships as far as that are married when you're married and even still talking to your, I don't think you should drop your single friends because I was mm -hmm. that single friend <laughs> before. <Right. laughs> And they can learn from they you can. I as they're developing relationships of their mm -hmm. own. Okay. Well, that's very good information. I see, though, that one point that you did bring up, which I think is critical to any relationship and to our work environment and all, is the use of prayer mm -hmm. as a meditative tool, as a, uh, to, to teaching your children also to pray. Mm -hmm. How has prayer been effective in your life? Well, when you pray for something, like, well, try not to get emotional, but that's me. But um, I remember, I think I was 31, and I said, I'm done with dating all these riffraffs. So I <laughs> I said, I'm going to pray, and I prayed a specific. I said, I need a strong man, and I said, I needed somebody that loves to travel and that would um, deal with my personality because I have a very strong personality. So <laughs> when I met my husband now, he actually checked off everything on my box because I said, don't send me what I've always wanted because I think the guys that I used to date always fell in the same box. Mm -hmm. And this one didn't have that same box kind of stuff. So it was actually prayer, be specific for what you're asking for. But I think you should also pray to accept whatever decision he gives you because a lot of times we pray for what we want but don't know how to accept it when it comes here. So I always tell people, pray for what you want, but then also add in a prayer for accepting whatever he gives you because you never know how he's going to respond. But you have to be prepared for that response because it might not be what you wanted, but it'll going to be what you, what you needed and stuff like that. So definitely he did send me what I need. <laughs> and that's great. I, mm -hmm. I think I wrote in my second blog, actually, in April 2018, I'm looking at my notes, uh, becoming the best you in preparation for love. One of the points I think I made there, because you know my husband, mm -hmm. who uh, was introduced to me by your husband, <laughs> and they are both truckers, mm -hmm. and there was no way that I, I thought that uh, my sophisticated self mm -hmm. would uh, be attracted to someone who was to totally different awesome. from the stereotype mm -hmm. that I had set in my mind for the kind of man that I wanted. Yeah. But then, like you, you prayed that God will send you somebody who's ready for, for you. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that this was the person. So you have to realize that sometimes you just have to go with the flow. God knows best. He does. Because what I wanted, obviously you can see I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the best thing I for you. I, I sure did. Right. I sure did. So. Well, we'll close up here on work-life balance. I think we've gone a little astray, but there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. 
So uh, let me summarize a few points that I think Mrs. Johnson made very effectively is that she's established a routine with her husband and her children to get through her day. Mm -hmm. She uh, cooks in large batches so that she doesn't have to cook every day. So that's not a daily chore. You definitely, given the fact that your husband comes home on weekends, as mine does, you have to have some husband time yep. to keep the relationship strong. Otherwise, the, the, the life balance in this goes out of whack. And you have a very good support system of friends and family mm-hmm. who can support you in sitting with the children, support you in your relationship with your husband. And the best relationship that you have is the one that you have with God. Yes. So, any final thoughts, Mrs. Johnson? No, just, um, you know, um, definitely make sure that whatever you, wherever you are in life, never judge yourself compared to somebody else. I think if we were all supposed to be the same, God would have made us the same. I tell my son that that's why we have a crayon box full of many colors. You can use whatever color you want. We run different races. Not everybody's going to win. We all come in at different stages. So... Even to my older friends that are over 40 and they're not married or have no kids, don't give up, but enjoy your life wherever you are. Because at the end of the day, that's what God has a purpose for you. And he's probably preparing you for what you're supposed to get later on. So, And there's absolutely nothing I can add to that. That's a perfect <laughs> ending. Let, uh, let me thank you, Mrs. Johnson, for being my guest.